this is true and listening to the third episode. Um, so sorry we weren't able to record another episode on Monday, and it's coming out today, so sorry about that. Um, story of the life of this show, we had technical difficulties, as usual. Um, yeah, no, it's just we've had issues with the monitor, we've had issues with the recording software, we had issues again with the monitor this morning. It's just been, it's been nuts, it's been crazy, so... Sorry it didn't come out on Monday, but hey, at least we're getting to record the episode today and hopefully get it out today as well. Um, I mean, March Madness has been crazy. I mean, there's basically no big-name teams left. I mean, I, I guess UConn's kind of a big name, but not really. Um, it's crazy. I mean, the biggest joy for me, honestly, is that Tennessee and Alabama got eliminated. Um because that means I don't have to hear their fans talk about basketball anymore. All their football fans pretending to be basketball fans, because let's be honest, none of these Tennessee fans and none of these Alabama fans are really basketball fans. They're just football fans that are upset that their team can't beat my team, the back-to-back national champions in football, the Georgia Bulldogs. But Isaiah, you know, you're not any good at basketball either. Georgia's not any good at basketball. Yeah, and we don't really care. And for not being good at basketball, you know what we have that y'all don't? A Final Four appearance in the NCAA tournament. Y'all don't have that. So for magically becoming basketball programs over the last five years, y'all don't really have much to show for it. And we're not a basketball program, and we still have more to show for it than y'all do. Anyway, that's my take on it. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to see how the, uh, how the Final Four plays out. Um, we'll talk about that in future episodes, I am sure. But let's, let's dive into today's topic. Um, today I want to talk about my top five prospects going into the NFL draft. Um, keep in mind this is not necessarily where I think they will be drafted. Actually, I know this is not the order they're going to be drafted in. But these are like top top to bottom, one through five, the top five highest ranked players, in my opinion, just from a pure talent perspective, who I think is the best. Um, so let's dive into it. Um, number one, I have Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. Is he a little small? Yeah, he's only five foot ten, and he's barely 200 pounds, but he has shown that he can play with the big boys. In my opinion, in the last two years at Alabama, he, he's proven that. All those players he's playing at at the college level, all these SEC players, are the players he's going to be playing against in the NFL. And he's done nothing but absolutely light them up for the most part. He's just absolutely just dominated pretty much everybody he's played, um, including Georgia, for a lot of that national title game. I mean, he's just he's an elite player. I would not let the size be the reason I don't draft him if I was an NFL team. I mean, let's look at his 2022 stats. In a down year compared to 2021 when he won the Heisman, but let's look at his 2022 stats. He still threw for 3,300 yards, 33 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, and had a 64.5%, 65% completion percentage. Those are elite numbers on the college level. I mean, 32 touchdowns, that's insane. He, he's a winner. He makes the throws that need to be made. 
really good at anticipating where the receiver is going to be and getting the ball there. The biggest knock on him, like I said, is his size, which I I really don't think is going to be an issue. Like, you know, there's some players coming out of college that are like, oh, man, his size, I really think that could be an issue. This is one player that I don't think the size will be an issue. If he was slightly bigger, I think he would be, like, the consensus universal number one overall pick. Like, just there would be no debate about it. Because of his size, I think there he has potential to be slipping from that spot. I really do think he has the potential to be slipping from that spot, unfortunately. And there's one or two other players that I think that could get drafted ahead of him. I still think he's going to get drafted high regardless. Um, but his size is enough to keep him from being that number one. My number two player is uh, Jalen Carter, uh, defensive lineman from Georgia. I've I've watched him play his whole career at Georgia, um, being a Georgia fan. And he's one of the best defensive players I've seen. He's just an elite player. From a pure talent standpoint, I really do think he's the best defender in this draft. Now, he does worry me a little bit with some of the baggage coming in because there are some questions of, like, character issues that he has. Um, that worries me, just like him being involved, although it's not directly his fault, it appears, in that whole tragic situation with the car accident involving Georgia player and a staffer, just a horrible situation, just him appearing to have lied to the police about his involvement in it, just kind of worries me from a character side, but I'm not evaluating that, I'm evaluating from a pure talent perspective, and from a pure talent standpoint, I believe he is the best player on the defensive side of the ball in this draft. Um, he's an absolutely massive individual, just six foot three, 300 pounds. He's going to be a scary man for NFL offensive lines to be faced. I mean, just, I, I, I'm a small guy, I'll, I'm admittedly, but imagine having a 300 pound man running at you that can run 40 yards in under five seconds. That's just terrifying. Maybe it's more scary for me because I'm small, but I feel like that's still scary. If even if you're an NFL offensive lineman, that's that is a scary thought having a man that big running at you that fast and trying to tackle you. That terrifies me. Anyway, uh, my number three, my num- my number three best player in, in going into the draft is one that I've gone back and forth on. I really have. Um, and that would be C.J. Stroud, a quarterback for Ohio State. I was I was not sold on him really until late in the year um, because while he has thrown for a lot of yards over the course of his career at Ohio State, Ohio State always has elite elite wide receivers, and so the question was in my mind was like, is it Stroud or is it the group of players that are around him? And, and I that I did I just questioned my. my my thought process on him as an NFL quarterback. But then I saw him play in the Peach Bowl against my Georgia Bulldogs. And for four hours, I witnessed this man just absolutely tear us up and do everything he could to take the hopes and dreams of my team of going back-to-back national title games away. I mean, it was just he did everything he could to win that game. Not only did he throw the ball, but he also used his legs. And that was another question that a lot of people had about him, including myself, was like, can he run if you have to? Oh, he tore us up with his legs. 
He did everything humanly possible in that playoff game to win. He put the Buckeyes in the position to win, and his teammates are the ones that didn't come through for him. Um, I mean, that, that's what happened. You let him down, put him in field goal range, and your teammate let him down. Um, does that make me sad? Not necessarily. I'm, I'm over here bragging about being back-to-back national title champions. I mean, so, like, I can't be too upset about it. But from a prospect perspective, that's not on him. I'm honestly, after seeing that game, I was tempted to put him at the number one spot for the top prospect going in, into the NFL draft. But I do think we need to see a larger sample size from a player to be able to put him in. Like Bryce Young has that larger sample size. Um, just we've seen more just like clutch situations with Bryce Young than we have C.J. Stroud. Um, once again, that's just it's my biggest drawback for him. He, he was never able to win that big game. He was never able to beat Michigan, which if you're at Ohio State, that is expected. You need to beat Michigan. You need to win the game. And he was never able to do that. Um, he had all the pieces. Like I said, he, he's, he's at Ohio State. He always has the best wide receiver prospects in the country, and he was just not, a, not able to win the big game. And he still, I mean, he put together incredible stats. I mean, 2022 is through for 3,700 yards and 41 touchdowns. I mean, that's crazy. But he still wasn't able to win any big game of note. I mean, he, he lost to Michigan twice, lost his one playoff game. And that, that just concerns me because in the NFL, every week is a big game. So I still think he was an elite prospect. As obviously, I have him as the third best player in this draft. But that was enough for me to put him at three instead of one or two. At four, I have one. This one, this is an elite player. This is as close to a home run hit as you're going to get at this number four spot, in my opinion. And that's Will Anderson, the edge from Alabama. Um, second best defender in this draft, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion, he's not only the best defender, but he's the best prospect. And I totally get that. And I was tempted to put him at two as well. It's just, I, I, maybe this is my UGA bias coming out. It may be. I don't think it is, but maybe. He's just, just absolutely absolute elite defender um his last two years at alabama he has 20, 29 sacks and 98 quarterback record hurries um it, in my mind there's literally no question about if he's going to be a good player the question is like how elite and how good of a player is he going to be like it, he's 245 and he still runs a 4640 going back to what i was saying about Jalen Carter, I know he's 50 pounds lighter than Jalen Carter, but still, a, a man that large running at you that fast, trying to tackle you and take your head off, that is a scary thought. Like I said, from a talent standpoint, I think he's the second best defender, fourth best player. But from a guaranteed going to be a starter in the NFL and barring injury have a long NFL career I think he's number one I think he's guaranteed if he if you are an NFL team and you have a chance to draft him when your pick comes around you 
thousand percent should because it is the closest thing to a guaranteed successful young player that you're going to get and that leads me to my fifth player in the nfl prospects and that is devin witherspoon cornerback from illinois um he's the best cornerback in this draft by far in my opinion He's shown throughout his career that he's extremely good at anticipating when the ball is going to come his way um, and just being able to defend against that. Now, do I think he's going to be this year's, like, Sauce Gardner? No, I think Sauce Gardner was an anomaly, like, just once-in-a-lifetime player. That He's absolutely elite, a Sauce Gardner. So I don't think that Devin Witherspoon is that level. But he's still an elite prospect who's going to do very well for the team that picks him. And he's going to shore up the back end of any defense that he's put in. My biggest worry is exactly like I was saying with Bryce Young. I'm worried about his size. He's small. He only weighs 180 pounds, which, granted, as a corner, you can get away with being a little bit on the smaller side. But 180 pounds, that's very small to be an NFL player. I mean, you're going to be tackling players that are 220, 230, sometimes 240. And so you... There's going to be three to 40, 60 pound weight difference. And I, I, that would worry me if I was a team. I would have to talk to them and just see like how much can muscle and weight can we pack on to this frame. Because looking at him, I, th- I think that he could barely easy, very easily put on another 20, 30 pounds. He would weigh in at 200, 210. And I think that he would be absolutely fine. So that would be my biggest worry if I was an NFL team going into drafting him. But. I don't think that that's a make-or-break thing. Um, It's just something to be, like, aware of going into it. So that's my top five prospects. I think it's fairly uncontroversial about what players are on that list, but it's maybe a little bit more controversial, the placement of those said players. Um, But as far as the players go, I, I, th- I think I think it's undisputable what's on there. I'm really excited to like see where they actually go. I'm actually in the next few weeks we're gonna be doing a preview episode like my mock draft. Um, I don't know if we'll do the entire first round because that would be really long. Um, we'll probably do like first 10 picks or so, 10, 15 picks. But I'm really curious to see where exactly these team these players end up and what teams they end up on because I think that can also shape their careers. I mean, it's it's where you go often is what decides how good of a career you have. Um, but now, now I really want to talk about two players that I think are just getting vastly overhyped and are overrated going into this NFL draft. And it kind of seemed to come out of nowhere, at least in, at least in me. Uh, and I feel like I keep up with the sport pretty well. Um, they, they just, they, they kind of came out of nowhere. And that, that's Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, and Will Levis, the quarterback from Al- uh, from Kentucky, I'm sorry. Um, let me be frank. I, I just think these players are going to be busts. That's the, that's the best way for me to put it. Um, I mean, I like to live by the mantra, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. And what have we seen from these players over the last couple of years? average to below average quarterback play so let's believe them but isaiah they had great combines who cares you're throwing against air in the combine 
they've shown us, these quarterbacks have shown us who they are. Don't let a meaningless combine and pro day change your mind about them. Anthony Richardson is not the next coming of Cam Newton. Uh, that's a comparison I've heard. And that's absolutely ridiculous. At Cam Newton's best in college, he was winning national titles and Heismans, folks. Cam Newton was one of the best college players ever. At Anthony Richardson's best, he was getting fourth in his division. There's a, a stark difference. Stark difference. Same goes for Will Levis. He has shown some flashes. Uh, has he ever won a big game in all of his career? I off the top of my head, I can't think of a big game that Will Levis won at Kentucky. You know, he was was he was he terrible? No, I would put him more in the average category for the most part. I would definitely put Anthony Richardson in the below average category. Um, I've I've watched a lot of Florida games over the last couple of years, and extremely below average. He has does he have a cannon for an arm? But yeah, but. Anybody can throw the ball 40, 50 yards downfield, but he has no accuracy. He's just not a playmaker. I just don't see it. Will Levis, once again, I'm going back to him, this average quarterback play. Um, put, putting mayonnaise in one's coffee doesn't make you a great NFL prospect. Um, in my opinion, it would be unwise for an NFL team to draft these players higher than the third or fourth round. I think fourth round, I would lean closer to fourth round than I would third round even. But first or second round, I I think that they have these players have bust material written all over them. And I just think it would be unsmart for a team to draft them. Now, unfortunately... I think that one of them is going to get drafted high. I, I I tend to think it's Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson could go number one overall, folks. I, I'm seeing a lot of reports out there that the Panthers love him. And who knows? Maybe I will be wrong. I don't think I am, though. I don't. I think that he has potential to be one of the bigger number one overall pick busts that we've seen in a while. I, I just I don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. I never want to see a player fail. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong. I wish them both the best. Because um, I've, I've seen a lot of talk about Anthony Richardson. I think he could get drafted in the first or second round easily. Easily. Um, just from the hype that he's getting. So I, I wish them both the best. Uh, I wish them both the best. I just props to them for being able to get to this point. Um, that they're going to get paid. And obviously the higher they get drafted, the more money they get right off the bat. Um, which is great for them because, like I said, I think they're going to be busts, so they're not going to be getting large second contracts. So you got to get that bag as early as possible. So props to them for that. Um, and like like the like I was saying about the other players, I'm really curious to see where they actually end up getting picked. Um, that is going to end this episode of This Is True. Uh, I believe it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than other episodes but that's all i have written down in my notes so we're gonna we're gonna end it here thank you so much for listening we're gonna be coming with you hopefully early next week monday or so with another episode of this is true um and thank you so much and we'll see you later